Hey everyone, you're listening to Superwomen. It's Rebecca. Today's guest is Joanna Vargas, celebrity facialist and my dear friend. She is the founder of Joanna Vargas Salons and Skincare Line, which I am obsessed with, and the author of Glow From Within. Today, we talk about how she self-funded her business on a credit card and how she has founded the most incredible facial salons and skincare line that is known around the world. Take a listen. I do want to start by sharing, you know, my first memory of you was when I got a call from a dude. So shady. Hey, there's this, you know, woman I'm working with, Joanna Vargas. She does incredible facials. Um, Would you want to do some social media in exchange for her? And this was when I was a nobody and you were just starting out. I was a nobody for sure. I didn't have any money to pay for a facial. And so I was like, hell yes, I will let this woman do her magic on me. But it was interesting because we were both just beginning to build our businesses. Yep. Like probably what, 10 years ago, maybe even more than that. It was 14 years ago because my son is 15 years old. That's the only way I know the exact timing of it. But for me, that that was a moment that I always refer back to because you were so, I mean, obviously you were psyched to get facials, but you were also so willing to help me. And I found that such a remarkable, wonderful moment in the history of womankind, you know, uh, reaching out to somebody and somebody just being like, how can I help you? What can I do? Um, it was really beautiful. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. It was easy. Cause I loved your product. I loved like in a time period where I couldn't pay rent that I could go feel luxurious and, and, and have my skin look great was everything. So I was more than happy to help. <laughs> so what got you interested in skin and this trajectory you've been on? Like where, what did you start wanting to do when you were little? And then what made you pick this? You know, I always say that my career has been a winding road. As a a young girl, I was always interested in products, always interested in fashion and beauty. I had perfumes and powders and bubble baths as a child from very young. I used to, my earliest memories are of me watching my grandmother do her hair and makeup and thinking how beautiful she was and how perfect her skin was all the time and just wanting to be like her really. As I grew up, I wanted to be a fashion photographer, I thought. And when I moved to New York City after college, I tried to get into that. But I realized very quickly that I really wasn't suited for the industry and not really suited for the kind of lifestyle, you know, the freelance lifestyle. So I really went to aesthetic school as sort of like, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll do makeup. I've always been interested in products. And once I was in beauty school, I really fell in love with taking care of somebody and really having that one-on-one alone time where I could really figure out the puzzle for you or help you with something so that you could feel more confident in yourself. And really there was nothing more feminist and caring to me than doing that. And I gave myself a year in the industry to see if it was something that felt right to me. And that was 20 years ago. Wow. After you finished going to aesthetic school, what was that next step? I got a job in a really cute little organic day spa in Tribeca and really just tried to learn my craft. I have worked for dermatologists. I've worked 
in more medi type spas. I've kind of worked in all different kinds of places because I wanted to figure out where I sort of fell on the spectrum. What kind of skincare did I want to do? What did I believe in? What did I see worked and what did I see didn't work? And that was really the first six years of my career or seven years of my career until I started my own space with my husband. Let's get into starting your own space because I think that everyone, I still have to disabuse myself of the idea of like, oh, I'll just start blah. (laughs) That'll be so easy. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that initial inspiration? And then tell me about the the grit, the blood, sweat and tears that it has taken to get to where you are today. And then you have to brag about yourself a little bit. So people understand how big your company is and how successful you are just so they can get a perspective. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, leaving a job that paid me very well and that I was very successful in was very difficult for me. But I felt like I had done everything that there was to do and there was nothing left except for creating my own space. And really for me, it was interesting. The the more people I told about wanting to start my own space, the more people told us that we would fail and that we couldn't compete with the money and the resources that other companies had because it was just me and Caesar. We had just been married two years and we had a one-year-old in the house when we you know, decided to start. And we just didn't know what we were doing. We literally started the business on credit cards because we really didn't have savings and we didn't have rich parents or you know, just anybody to, to ask for the money. And so we started the business. When I met you, it was a 300 square foot space. You had to whisper in order to not disturb the client in the next room. And it was just me and Caesar and then me and Caesar and an assistant. And we kind of grew it from that. But our real vision was to provide a space that felt welcoming to everybody because as Latin people, we had always had different stories about our upbringing or different stories in our past that made us feel like we weren't welcome in spaces or, or things weren't for us. And certainly looking at fashion magazines growing up, I, I definitely felt like I never saw anybody that looked like me in a magazine. And so we really wanted it to be all us and for, for us. So, you know, we hired who we saw in the universe and we created a space that, that felt welcoming to everybody. And we kind of had so many ups and downs, but I think the biggest challenge was just the fact that we were in a very the early stages of our marriage. And we just still had to figure out how to communicate with each other. We had a baby in the house, which doesn't necessarily welcome communication and reason. Like you, you know, you have this person living with you that cries all the time, that needs a lot of stuff that doesn't talk back to you, but like takes a lot of attention. And so we were learning how to be married. And I think I was talking about this yesterday we just really had to learn how to calmly communicate and not invalidate each other as one kind of tends to do. Like, I can't believe you did that. What were you thinking? And kind of like, you know, learn to be like, okay, I could see why you did that. That's interesting. Um, That's not how I would have done it. Here's what I think. And it really made our marriage stronger. I, I definitely wouldn't recommend it to everybody because it was very challenging the first three years, very challenging to set boundaries of time and and space and everything. Because if I let him 
he would do emails in bed at night until like midnight and ask me work questions, but I, I don't allow it. So, and we've grown our company from, you know, me and him to, you know, we have uh, 70 people in our company. We have two salons on both coasts. I just, uh, my first book came out this past February. We have a skincare line that has 27 SKUs in it. So we've grown it from really nothing and being in debt on our credit cards to this. So I'm definitely proud of everything that we've done um, and everything we've accomplished. So I can, I can say that much. It's very uncomfortable to talk about myself, but I am proud of us. I mean, it's pretty incredible that you, I remember that room. It was a tiny little room and there was a little receptionist or your assistant. And I remember we always had to whisper and to go in now and it's like this incredibly gorgeous office with all of your products, which I'm obsessed with. Every time I'm anxious, I'll just put some of your hydrating serum on my face and I calm down. Aww. But it's amazing. And it, and it just goes to show you with like grit and purpose and determination, you know, you can build something. And of course, there's going to be struggles. And whether it's your it's your husband you're arguing with, or in my case, my brother, <laughs> yeah. you know, it kind of comes with business. I don't know that I know any business partner. Well, I know one pair of business partners, and at least I think they never fight, but I'm hoping they do. Just, just I, mean, I think everybody does. It's just sort of like that viewpoint that, you know, everything looks perfect on Instagram, but it's not necessarily the case in real life. Yeah, for sure. So what was an unexpected challenge that you weren't certain you could handle and how did you overcome it? I mean, I think that one of the biggest challenges was really the, when the, the financial crisis hit in 2008 in New York in particular, it was very, very hard to be in business during that time. The only people that really were coming in for services when we first opened were finance people and fashion people. Those are the two main industries in New York, it it seems. And uh, all the finance people were in ruin. And really, you have to believe in yourself when, I mean, we really just went from having a cute little business to having like nobody was coming in, even people who still who weren't harmed by the stock market and real estate crash and all of that stuff didn't want to get facials because they felt like it was so obnoxious to get facials when everyone was suffering. And really you have to believe in what you do and it's about skincare, but it's really about making someone feel good again and really getting that message across to people that like, it's not just this vain thing to get a facial, but really that self-care is, is a part of self-preservation. And I think, you know, again, during this time, you know, this stay at home, this time, you know, of, of uncertainty with everything going on, again, my fallback has always been like, look, you have to take care of yourself. It is what's healthy. It is what's going to make you feel better and get you through these hard moments. And I think that that's why my, my salon has endured all the challenges is because it's sort of that higher message. It's not just being vain and being silly and worrying about a pimple. It's about really like digging in and being like, what healthy choices can you make for yourself in these moments where you're so stressed? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That brings me to this question, because if that time seems hard, let's talk about COVID and how you had to pivot there, <laughs> because it's not like you could be given facials when everyone is, you know, freaked out about transmission. No, I mean, as a business, this has really been a nightmare for us, for our company, just because we have so many employees that we want to take care of and support and you know, the salons being closed for six months, actually LA just reopened uh, yesterday. So even in LA, we, we just haven't been open at all. Uh, in New York, we've been open for two months. It's really, it's been interesting because I think it forced me to do something that I wasn't entirely comfortable with, which is like turn to social media. You, Rebecca, are very good at it. And I feel like it's always come naturally to you. And your voice is very strong. When I look at your social, I, I, I see my friend and I, I hear you, you know, and for me, I am used to being alone in a room with a person and talking privately with people. And so it's been a, a love hate relationship, but during the stay at home, I really was doing a lot of lives and really letting people get to know me in a new way that felt authentic to me. And really there was nothing else I could do except have a conversation with the people who follow me and talk about like self-care and really be directly interacting with people who follow me. And that was kind of like the silver lining because I'm so busy all the time. I don't always take the time to turn to social for those kinds of things. And it forced me to have that. And it was kind of like a beautiful, you know, growth for the brand. And, you know, that was sort of the silver lining in all of it since the reopening, I mean, I, I've, I've kept a hundred percent of my employees in LA and I think 90% of my employees in New York. So wow. I'm very proud of that. That's incredible. That is beyond incredible because even with what we went through, there was no way we could keep everybody because, you know, half of our business melted away. It yeah. sheared off a cliff and we just, we couldn't support those people that were there for that business. So the fact that you kept most of your people is exceptional. You know, we really tried. We really, really tried to do everything that we could and, and no shade to anybody who can't, who couldn't make it work. I see a lot of that in the press where you read this business got this and that, and that they didn't, they weren't able to take back certain employees. It's, it's tough, man. I don't think anybody understands just how difficult it's really been for any business. So 
you know, the fact that you were able to hold on to anybody, it's a miracle. It really is. Yeah, it's true. So I want to pivot a little bit and talk about skin because I'm sure people are going to be like, you interviewed Joanna Vargas and you didn't even ask her about how I can get better skin. (laughs) (laughs) So since I have you, I guess if you could give two, two levels of, you know, if people are able to buy your products, what do you recommend if they can't get to you, you know, and how to use them? And if they can't, you know, afford your products yet, what are some great tips to just have healthier skin? Because I feel like there's so much commentary on mask me and pollutions and toxins, and you wrote a a whole book on it. So would love to hear your, your thoughts. Yeah. So, I mean, really my message from this industry to this industry and to everybody who's a fan is really that anybody could have great skin. It has nothing to do with what you were born with. Your DNA doesn't have anything to do with it. It really has to do with your lifestyle choices. So for those of you who can't necessarily afford to invest a lot in product, but are struggling with breaking out or just are unhappy when you look in the mirror, Really, I need you most of all to look at what you're doing to create the skin that you're in. Are you sleeping enough? Are you making healthy choices uh, with your meals? Um, Are you washing your face before you go to bed? Are you exercising enough? Those things directly affect your skin and will directly affect whether you're breaking out or not. If you're doing all of that and you're still breaking out, then, you know, I encourage people to... Dr. Frank Lippman is a good friend of mine. He has a lot of really good advice on sort of diet choices that would bring down internal inflammation because pimples and breakouts have a tendency to correlate to what's happening internally in your gut. So more greens in your diet um, and all of that. But Dr. Lippman is a real MD and and he could he could speak more to that than than I can. In terms of like basics for skincare, whether you're concerned with aging or breaking out or anything in between, one thing that is sort of a must in your routine would be a retinol at night. Retinol stimulates collagen production, but it also controls breakouts. So um, using a retinol even once or twice a week makes a huge difference to the way that your skin looks on a day-to-day basis. Incorporating a vitamin C serum during the day or an antioxidant serum during the day, it reduces inflammation. It boosts the efficacy of your sunscreen. It protects the skin against pollution and outside stressors. So that's like, again, a universal ingredient, no matter your skin tone, no matter your skin type. Washing your face and using every day and using sunscreen key steps to your routine. So those things are really important. If you were going to buy one thing in my line to try it out for the first time, I would probably recommend the daily serum. It's something that is universally liked. It's a, it's a hyaluronic acid serum. So it's light, but hydrating, and it has lots of greens in it, chlorophyll and oat grass juice. So it makes you look like you have a rosy glow and is really healthy for the skin. I love all those tips. And I think that I'm glad you're talking about what's inside. I think maybe I talk about your gut too much on this podcast and I'm not a health (laughs) podcast, but I swear, I swear to whoever you believe in that when I started taking care of my gut, people are like, oh my God, your skin, like no amount of facials as much as I want to get them all the time. No amount of topical cream could heal the redness that was coming from the inside or the big pores. 
you know, once I began to work on it and I do post it on my story sometimes, you know, for people to, to get those products, but it was a night and day. And now, now what I put on my face makes it that much better, but it, it's not like I'm trying to cure it from outside in. Exactly. And I think that that's something that's really important. What you just said, you're not trying to cure it from outside in, you know, really that's sort of something that people don't understand about skin is that it's a window into what's happening inside your body. So if you're seeing something that you don't like, even if it's a loss of elasticity, what could you do to change that with lifestyle choices, sugar, alcohol, those kinds of things really compromise your collagen. So even loss of elasticity is something that can be somewhat controlled by, by what you're putting in your body and choices that you're making. For sure. So my last question, my last two questions, and I love to end my podcast with these is what would we be surprised to know about you? Um, I guess people are surprised to hear that I play the piano and that I paint, um, that I'm, I'm secretly an artist. I play the piano mostly because I love music. I'm a huge music fan. I know a lot of actresses. I lose my mind when I meet music people. I have no chill whatsoever on that one. So I play music. I, piano is really good for my hands to keep them strong and to keep them exercised. Um, so I do that every day. I play piano every day and I paint. I love painting. It's it's one of the things that I do that calms my nerves when I'm stressed or allows me to kind of forget about my my troubles, so to speak. And I do lots of arts and crafts uh, here in the house with my daughter specifically. I, I did a lot of crafting while we were at home in the house together. So I that's love surprising. that. And then what is one piece of advice that either you've learned and you would love to pass on or something someone told you that you were like, actually, that was a great piece of advice? I remember when I was, I was younger, I was probably in my late twenties and I, you know, when you're in your twenties, I think that you're most critical of the way you look than any other time in your life. You're just, you're just regularly ripping yourself to shreds. So I, I was in really great shape I, at that age. But anyways, I was, I was, I think, complaining about something about my body to a fashion model. She was a, a supermodel from the 70s. I, I guess I could tell you it was Lauren Hutton. And she was listening to me kindly, probably annoyed by me. And she was like, all that tells me is that you need better lighting in your bathroom. <laughs> and I, I thought it was funny that she said it. And I, I had to really think about it for a long time. And I've thought about it so many times. I'm 50 now. So I've thought about it a billion times since she said it to me. And uh, it's really unhealthy to look at yourself in the mirror and think negative thoughts. And it's really unhealthy to kind of be the, your own worst critic. It's not, you know, constructive criticism. And, uh, you know, why not have good lighting in your bathroom? Why not think good things about yourself when you look in the mirror? Why does it always have to be negative? So I've thought of that a lot. And I thought it was the best advice I've ever gotten and the best advice to give to a young person. Absolutely. I love that because back when we used to go into stores and go shopping, bad lighting, man, whew, it can really yep. ruin your day. You're just going to pack up and go home after that. Totally. Totally. And why do stores always have bad lighting? What I is that? I don't know. Um, they, they, they don't know the power of how much more they'd sell, I guess. I guess. I love that. And I, and I feel that 
I don't know. I just think, you know, I'm guilty of this too, but man, we, we are so hard on ourselves. And I even found myself doing this. And so I'm part of the problem as I say this, but I was looking at this elderly gentleman who had wrinkles and gray hair and, you know, a little bit of excess skin under his jaw. And I, no part of me judged that, right? I was just like, oh, older man, whatever. Yeah. And to myself and to other women, I'm like, oh God, mama's tired or, exactly. you know, or exactly. the gray hair or even me. Right. And I'm like, what? My mom didn't raise me in a way that we talked about body or we had these issues. It wasn't something that ever came up, but yet I still buy into that shit and I still do it to myself. Exactly. And so it's, it's hard not to do, but it's a good habit to get out of. It's something I discuss in my book a little bit about like, you know, a good nighttime routine when you're washing your face, think of one good thing you did that day or think of one thing you like about yourself. Yeah. I'm definitely not a hippie. Uh, Rebecca knows this about me, but it is really a practice that if you do it, it makes you feel so much better about yourself. Why stand there and, and hate yourself? Because that's what we're doing. It's sort of this self-hate going on. Like, I hate that I said that. I hate that I look like this. Why can't I look like so-and-so? And instead, you know, like, think I'm a pretty good mom or I handled that meeting really well today or I'm a really good boss. I was really supportive today. Just something. It's a really good habit to get into and it really changes how you see yourself. Oh, 100%. I remember I had like... I- I talk about my boobs a lot on this podcast, but I frankly, you know, I'm sad that they look like, you know, they've never been worn by a bra in their life. But I remember after, <laughs> after I um, had my third kid and I breastfed him and I was like, you know what? It's okay that they're, you know, I have to tuck them into my pants and I have to roll them up in my bras <laughs> because they fed three children for a combined total of, I don't know, four and a half years. And I just began to admire them for the first time ever after years of, oh, they're too big, oh, they're too saggy, oh, they're disgusting. I was like, look at what you two did, you two girls, you know? And I was just like, thanks guys, you fed my babies. And it changed my whole view. Like, I don't care that they're saggy anymore, you know, like whatever. Totally. Uh, Some woman DM'd me uh, who's pregnant and had some questions about anti-aging and she wanted to ask me about using retinol during pregnancy. And I was like, look, you are growing your child. That is like a miracle in and of itself and, and so admirable and so wonderful. Like take this time just to just enjoy it and don't worry about aging for like a little bit. Like, you know, there's plenty of time to criticize yourself later. Just like have this moment to really just enjoy yourself and really dig into that. I mean, I didn't love being pregnant. I love being a mother. I, you know, I love my kids so much. I'm obsessed with both of them, but I don't think we appreciate ourselves enough. And and I think appreciation of yourself and what you've done is really important. It's an important part of growing up. Agreed. Well, thank you for this. Where can everyone buy your products if they're not in New York or LA? Net-a-Porter, Revolve, all your major department stores, Bloomingdale's, that kind of thing. And my book is available from lots of independent retailers. If you want to support your local bookshop, you can order it. Um, And of course, you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble as well. Awesome. And they can also go to your site, right? JoannaVargas.com? You can buy my products from JoannaVargas.com. Absolutely. Awesome. And then where can they follow you? 
So um, Joanna Vargas NYC is my personal Instagram. At JV Skincare is where you could find lots of, you know, skincare advice and tips and tricks. That's the brand page. And anybody's welcome to DM me. I always answer. You're the best. I can't wait to see you again. Thanks, babe. I can't wait to see you too. This was so fun hearing your voice. 